Well, the BBC might have their own issues with presenters, but we've got no such problem here today on the Lost in Possession podcast. Today, we're going to be talking all things top four race. Roll that intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. As I said, today is all about the top four race in the Premier League. But before we get started, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Turn the bell notification on. It's free and it takes about two seconds of your time. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. So the top four initially, many people thought was was absolutely nailed on. It was very clear what the Premier League top four was going to look like. However, with recent events, with recent results... It's now potentially a battle that up to nine teams, and, and we'll debate this, up to nine teams could be involved in. So let's get straight into it. Guys, obviously top four, both your teams, probably fair to assume that they're going to be the obvious. So we'll, we'll get the easy bit out of the way. Are you both convinced that Arsenal and Man City will be in the top four? Let's get that out of the way early. Jamie? Oh, t- t- tough one, tough one. Um, yeah, I think we're fairly safe. <laughs> I think it's going to be one, two. Hopefully in City's favour, but yeah, yeah, seventeen points above above the top four, so you should be fine. Um, and Reese, in your case, even more. Yeah, confident. Yeah, it, should <laughs> it, it should be. It should be. Should be done. You know, by the looks of it, nobody wants the fourth place at the moment. So, barring an absolute catastrophe, you know, I think Arsenal and City can be dining on the Champions League table next year. Absolutely, I do reckon probably. If Arsenal lose every game to the end of the season, they will get that fourth spot still. Yeah. That's, that's on 66 points. That's what I'd imagine. Well, as we know, as Reese, you just, you just hinted at we, every year, the top four races, who, who want, you know, who wants it the least almost, you know, constant <laughs> drop in points, constant bottling every week. Um, But we'll, we'll get into that. So, let, let's safely assume that Arsenal Man City are done in the top four. So our debate today is going to be more about those third and fourth slots. As it stands right now, Manchester United and Tottenham Hotspur occupy third and fourth. But there's a whole range of teams that will be chomping at the bit to try and get in those places. Let's talk Let's talk Man United. And Jamie, we'll, we'll start in Manchester with you. Obviously, three weeks ago, they're in the title race, potentially in the form of their lives. Since then, they've lost 7-0. They've struggled at home to Southampton. And they're 16 points off Arsenal. So now they've got to be looking down below them rather than above them. Do you think they've yeah. still got a chance in this top four or are they going to slip even even deeper down? Um, yeah, so the, like the, the title race for them is done. I think United fans can admit that. And I don't think they properly thought they were in one. But the 7-0 to Liverpool just cemented that. You can't be losing like that and then turning around and winning the league. I just don't think it will happen. would happen. Um, but in top four terms, they're obviously, what, three points ahead of Spurs in fourth with a game in hand. I think they're in form enough to easily get over the line. I think it'll be quite comfortable. And to be honest, Ten Hag's first season, trophy, top four, still got Europa. And if they go quite far in that, you can still say it's quite a successful season considering it's his first 
but I don't see United dropping enough points to get out of it. And I don't see the other teams going on such a run that puts them under that much pressure. So, yes, they will look below rather than above, but I don't think they're going to have anything to worry about. Reese, do, do you feel the same on that? Yeah, pretty much. I think I think United have been doing it all season, going on an amazing run, putting a couple of poor performances, going on an amazing run. I think they have enough quality to keep that consistent, as as strange as that sounds. And I think that it's prob they're they're probably just that little bit stronger to get over the line. So I think they'll be fine. Casemiro out for four games though. Got to chuck that. You know that's a, that's a spanner in the works. We've all you know waxed lyrical about how influential he's been. Not just you know not just as a CDM, but he has been contributing goals as well. Losing him for yeah. four games, maybe. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, it's a second red card of the season. Was supposed to be an experienced pro in their team. It doesn't exactly set a good, good example, but you know their fixture list isn't the worst. They have got Newcastle away, which could really confirm if they're going to get it or not. Brentford at home, Everton at home. I think I think it'll be fine. All right, well, I'll, I'll slightly disagree. And obviously, we'll get into it with with the other teams. But I do think we, we've seen with these big teams that are, you know, maybe up and down, that you can have a, a run or, or a turn of form, whether it's positive or negative. You know, all, there's been so many top teams this season. You know, as I said, United, Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, so-called big teams who, who many might have had now done for the top four have had some horrible, horrible runs of form. And you look at United, they've been on this crazy, crazy wave of momentum, almost uh, almost unbelievable. And now suddenly we've seen, you know, getting beat, let, let, we've got to go back to this, getting beat 7-0 to any team under any circumstance, even for the bottom teams in the league, is, is a shock to the system. And the one thing you need after an embarrassing defeat to rivals is a win. And they've not got it. One of their leaders has gone and got sent off. I do think in the short term, at least, this could be a little dip for United now. And it could go the other way, where they lose a bit of momentum, the self-confidence starts to to go. So I personally, I do think they're still in the top four race now. And I don't think it's as nailed on potentially as you guys have them down for. The reason why I disagree, though, is they did get that win that in the midweek, the European game against Real Betis was that win. That was the, we need the next game just to come and win. It didn't matter how they performed. They actually performed quite well against Betis. And I was sick. To be fair, I didn't watch all of that game, but some of it, what I saw, United were dominating and 4-1 was a fair result. <laughs> Might have even been more. So really, they got over it. Look, if you went off today's performance, if that midweek game didn't happen, then I'd agree. They're, they're not showing it. But, You've also got to think, red card, not losing, is not the end of the world. Casemiro out for four games is big, but I think they're still overall all round good enough just to get to get through. And it's a bit different to what the title race is. The title race is a draw at the moment is a big two points dropped. Whereas the top four race... All of them teams will lose a couple of games. You saw this weekend what I think Newcastle and Spurs won, but the rest drop points. That will happen pretty much every week. So that's why 
I don't think it's as bad as what it would be for if City or Arsenal lost lost or drew. Whereas they can get you can get away with it and still get in the top four. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Well, well let's move on to Spurs. Now, again, a weird week for Spurs because on the one hand, they've sort of, you know, gone out with a whimper in the Champions League, failed to have a shot on target in the first half at home to Milan, who, you know, although AC Milan are current uh, league champions, they, they've they been underwhelming this season. We have to say that. So for Spurs not to only not win, but to go out in, in such a, a, a poor fashion, not showing any fight was a very, very tough time for them. Obviously, they've bounced back. You know, you can call it a bounce back. No disrespect to Forest, their away record is 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 extremely bad. They have bounced back with a win. How do you guys stand on Spurs? Because from my side, I feel like I've been very consistent about my thoughts on Spurs all season, about how they've been playing, and yet they're here and you know they're currently fourth. And despite all the all the all the negative, they are still very much in the top four race. Where, how do you guys feel about Spurs at the minute? Oh, yeah. yeah so it's a weird one with Spurs. Yeah, so it's sure. a weird one with Spurs because if you take the games in hand situation in, they'll actually be sixth. If, let's say the other teams won all their game in hands. I don't know who they've got and all that. They'd actually be sixth. They'd be below Newcastle and Brighton. Brighton would have a better goal difference. So it could be a little bit more flattering to say they're fourth at the moment, but points on the board matter at this stage. Like games in hand can, you can, you can lose like Brighton played Leeds. Teams who are getting that top four would you expect to go and beat them? Whereas this way might be where they are, but Spurs, yes, they've not been performing well. And if it weren't for Kane having pretty much a very, very good season, which I think once again, I, I think I said it last time on the FPL one was he would have he'd be getting a bit more media attention about his season if it weren't for Haaland and his goal scoring record. Kane's having a great season, um, and that is what's keeping them in it. The rest of the team are just having mid performances really, and then you've got your sixty million pound signing, scoring offside goals, taking his top off and shushing the manager. <laughs> Um, there's problems on there's problems at Spurs. Spurs don't like Conte. It looks like I think he's going to go in the summer, and it sort of it's just coming to a it's going to come to like a bad end. So I do feel Spurs need to sort of worry, even though they are currently with the points on the board. But if Kane keeps scoring goals, it's hard that it they won't they won't just wilter away from the top four race. So I think they would be amongst it. But some things have got to come into form. Son's got to get back into form because he's not been in it all season. And then looking at the defence, you just need you don't need stupid red cards like Romero can give you. That just just doesn't help. And he he's done it time and time again. He got sent off against City when they're one new up. Like he was lucky it was the not eighty ninth minute or whatever it was. If that's earlier on in the game, that can really cost you. And Spurs, to be fair, in the games they've got, they've got loads of people. They've got all of them, all the ones we're probably going to talk about. They've got what they've got Newcastle, United, Liverpool, Brighton, all to play. Like 
that's the games that get you top four or not. It's actually great for the top four race because there's going to be so many games that just matter. So all these, what they call in relegation, six pointers, they're going to be six pointers for the top four. So Spurs need to sort of, because this is all they've got now. They're, once again, no trophies. They need top four. That's all they can go for. And I'd I'd be surprised, though, if their form actually changes, as in the way they're playing. Because you can't go 27 games in and being poor through majority. So I don't really see it changing. Yeah, I mean, I think Jamie's right. They seem to have the better of the fixtures coming up, personally. Uh, Southampton away, Everton away, Brighton home, Bournemouth home, Newcastle away. I personally think Tottenham are more than capable of getting maximum points out of all those. I'd probably argue that the banana skin there is Everton. But realistically, I think I think they should beat Brighton. You know, I said I've never really believed in this Brighton bubble. I think it will burst. Maybe not this year, but that's that's another story. Then they meet Man United on the 27th of April, which is where they need to have the points banked because that's when it becomes a real crucial one for them. Will they or won't they? You know, they, they beat Nottingham Forest, but Nottingham Forest away record, as you said, is very poor. Um, but they looked all right. They're the sort of team is they're capable of it. They just need to get be consistent with it. Because at the moment they're winning one or two and then putting in such a poor performance like we saw against Milan in the week, who Milan are a very poor, poor side, let's be honest, um, champions or not. But yeah, it's a strange one for them. But with their fixtures, they should look at it and go, let's give this a go here because we're in the best position to do it. But as we've seen already this season, that doesn't seem to really matter to them. They seem to throw it away stupidly. Yeah, I, I slightly disagree, to be honest. And, and I'll be consistent with my sort of thoughts on Spurs all season. They just, they're, they're not, again, you've got to give them a bit of credit because despite playing pretty bad for probably, you know, 80% of games, you know, defensive, negative, despite having one of the world's best strikers, they they are grinding out and they have been grinding out points, little wins here and there and games, you know, where they've got a lower XG than their opposition, games where they've not had, you know, they've had less possession and they're nicking a 1-0 or... or... So, in, in some respects, you've got to give them credit for that. But, you know, your point around Brighton, Reese, I, I think for Spurs, the the bubble of playing bad and getting points, for me, has to has to dip at some point. Um, and, I, I, I mean, on Spurs, I, I guess I've probably got an unpopular opinion, but Crouch sort of said something similar out of frustration in the week when they went out of Champions League. But, all this talk of top four, top four, what's the point? Because if they're going to do that and they're going to play like that in the Champions League against Milan at home, what what's the end game? Because do, does any Spurs fan honestly believe they're going to win the Champions League? I don't know. Maybe. Guys, you know, reach out, comment. But for me, if I was Spurs and I was a Spurs fan, I'd be looking actually going, it's going to sound negative, but Oh, if if we were in the Europa, I'd actually fancy us. Like, if Spurs were in the Europa League, you'd go right. They've actually got a chance of winning that. And that in the but long didn't run, they have that, didn't they have that a few seasons ago? Was it well, last season? To be fair, and the Conference they go, League. I think there's just more problems around it. But champ, getting Champions League means they should be able to sign the better caliber of players, the mm. ones that should complement Kane. But 
that's down to the board, really. Do you know, do you know what this screams of? This screams of, of how Arsenal were when they moved to the Emirates. That 2006 to around, I'd say it has to, you'd have to say maybe 2017, Wenger's last year, before me bought in the odd big name, but it's the exact replica of that. And if the Spurs board can't see that, it's very naive. Because look what happened to Arsenal. They settled for fourth every year and, and yet your ambitions would want to be higher with what you've done. And it was just poor. You know, you get cutting back savings, going for a certain approach. It just doesn't work. And eventually your you bubble bursts in that way and you Spurs could end up falling further down without realising it. It's It screams exactly what we all saw at Arsenal. You know, it's so they need to be careful. Yeah, agreed. And and as I said, I, I do see a scenario, even all those teams, Jamie, you mentioned, you know, Brighton, Newcastle. At the minute, the way they're playing, it's hard for me to be confident in Spurs winning any game of football. So I, I do personally think they're going to be the ones to watch because they have got a nice buffer at the minute of points. But I, I can see that buffer getting quickly eroded during those games against your Brightons, against your Newcastles. Um, let let's talk. Well, let, let's talk Newcastle. On that note, we'll move swiftly on. So, the next two teams for people who don't have the league uh, in front of them, you got Spurs in fourth and forty eight points. Then we go Newcastle in fifth, forty four points, two games in hand on Spurs. We then got Liverpool in sixth with forty two, and then we've got Brighton in seventh place with thirty nine. Again, a nice buffer of games in hand. Where do you guys stand on Newcastle, Liverpool and Brighton? I'll take this one. Um, Newcastle are under the least pressure. I don't think they'll be too disappointed if they don't get fourth. They already set their ambitions out that top seven was good enough for them. And that's absolutely fine. If you offer them top seven and a cup final, they're going to take that. Absolutely. I think the only thing is, I think they'd be disappointed with the amount of draws. Otherwise, they'd have had that buffer. Um, but I think, I think, yeah, I think that they're not going to be too disappointed um, if they end up seventh, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, Liverpool, I think they're the team with the hardest set of fixtures. You know, in the league, they've got City away, Chelsea away, Arsenal home, Leeds away. The strange thing is Liverpool are probably the team capable of winning all those games. That's a Liverpool thing for them to do. But as we saw at Bournemouth, they then let themselves down. So they could be they could win all three of them and then go to lose Leeds away. But I think Liverpool have got the most credentials to get it. They're in the best position to get it. Um and Brighton, I don't think they will. I think Brighton will settle for seventh if they get it. Simple as that. And with with Liverpool, I mean, they've obviously won. I feel like any team capable of beating Man United in their form 7-0, you have to give a chance. You have to give a chance. Because they are, as you said, Reese, uh, in the last you know few seasons, they've been there and done that, where they just run, you know, go on a run and win 15 games in a row or something crazy. So I, I definitely sort of chuck my hat in the ring and say, look, Liverpool, out of that three, certainly look the most likely candidates to, to nick a spot from, you know, United or Spurs. It's probably more important for them to get it. If you look at what their transfer plans are, probably in the summer, 
you know, I don't think players will turn away if they finish fifth, but considerable impact on them, you know, they probably need it more out of the lot. But that's not a criticism, you know, that's just just is what it is. But I think they've got the potential to get it more than the other teams at this moment in time, bar one other team that we'll touch upon in a minute. Um, sort of with the Liverpool factor is that obviously I do agree that they've they've shown that they can do it in the past. And I do think it's something that is said a lot about City as well. And I think it's a, a bit disrespect to what Arsenal were in the title race. You can they can go on this run to win 15 games, but both City and Liverpool aren't them same teams. So that's where I feel like that's the problem. Everyone says Liverpool can do it and they've shown in the past they can do it. It's true, but Liverpool aren't that same team. So I don't see them. I don't see them going and winning what what we got, how many games we've got left? Twelve games left. I don't see them winning ten out of them twelve. I see them winning seven, drawing three, something like something like that instead. And that's what I think is going to be the same with all these teams. Um that's the problem I have with them. They're very hit and miss. Can't go seven nil to United. Then playing the team that you beat nine 0 earlier in the season, then going to lose one nil. It's and to fair play to Bournemouth, they're fighting for their lives. So it's there are difficult games. This is why we try and say the Premier League doesn't have any easy games. But that's the problem they've got. They're so inconsistent. You don't know what Liverpool team's going to turn up because they beat City, City early on in the season. Um. But then they, they just drop silly points and it seems to be they can get up for certain games and but not consistently, not for every everyone. Um I watched the Newcastle game earlier against Wolves. Um thought Newcastle were fairly good. Like they've got to get out they had to trust out a bit of a slump they were in, and I think just winning was important. And the fact that it's, it's taken more than one goal to do it, I think good for their confidence because they were lacking goals. Um, Newcastle will be happy with 5th, 6th, 7th. I think European football would be ideal for them. They'll take, they'd have taken that at the start of the season. New, um, Newcastle sort of... I just think their defence just needs to get back on it. If they shore up their defence again, they'll comfortably get European football. But top four takes them winning games where they're sometimes just not capable because I think they could have put Wolves to bed a bit earlier on and gone 2-0 up for example but they let Wolves back in and then got the goal but then if you look at towards Brighton who I sort of mentioned before if you take their game in hand they've got three games in hand over Spurs win them all they're ahead of Spurs on goal difference Brighton Brighton are in sort of, I think, in dreamland for what they'd actually expect. So the fact that we can mention them in the top four race is huge credit, especially losing Potter as well. People thought, oh, Potter's gone. They might fall apart a bit. They've shown they're very good still. And I think they'll just fall short of this list who we're talking about. Sort of talking about Spurs, Newcastle, Liverpool. I think they finished bottom of this list, but it's still a great season for them and they can certainly sort of, it's hard to build on it with the amount of money that gets spent from all these other clubs. But if they're still battling away with them, you can't really argue and ask for much more as a Brighton fan. 
Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Brighton, either way, they're, they're winning to even be in this conversation. Um, it's very hard to make, uh, you know, although you're right about the games in hand, I, I don't see them as a team who are going to go win three, four in a row. You know, they might yeah, be going beat in three, four. Is ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of to, yeah. Win them, to say you're going to win them all is probably unlikely. Yeah. But again, you never know. Could sneak into six, seven, get get a European football, which would be unreal. Um, Newcastle, I, I agree as well, to be honest with what you said. Like today was just about, you know, getting that win against Wolves, just getting over the line, getting the three points under your belt and, and trying to build again. And again, you know, two two games in hand on Spurs, if they win them, they're above them. So the games in hand is going to be quite an interesting one to kind of, because you never really know where teams are at. And then you go, oh, they've got three games in hand, but then they, you know, as we've seen with the top four race, they'll go and lose, you know, teams can go and not win for three games. So I think that's very interesting. But again, as I said before, for me, out of Newcastle, Liverpool, Brighton, I'd still give Liverpool, despite the the, the slight gap, I'd still give Liverpool the best sort of odds of, of getting there. Um, now, let's thing, look, sorry, one sorry, thing on. just more about Brighton is... Out of all these teams that we mentioned, they've also got nothing else to play for. Brighton have got the FA Cup. Very true, actually. They're playing... Is it, they've got Grimsby, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. So that's a very winnable game at home. Then they're at Wembley. So, fantastic season for them. But as we're talking just the top four race, I think that puts them... That means they've got something else distracting them from just the Premier League games where the other clubs are not in Europe anymore. Well, Liverpool are 5-2 five, five, down. Looks unlikely. Liverpool can do it, but they'd normally want to be at home for that game to turn something yeah. around. So they have nothing left. So Brighton's the only one with something distracting them that could impede them a bit further. Well, let's, let's move on now. So we've got, we've sort of discussed the top, you know, four to seven. Now, there is four other teams left who... We can debate, firstly, their chances. Second, are they even in the top four race? So we'll go down the tables. We've got Fulham, who are in eighth place. So they're on 39 points, which is the same as Brighton. However, out of all these teams, Fulham have played the most games. So Fulham, 27 games played, whereas Brighton of 24 played. So Brighton, obviously in seventh. Fulham in eighth, 39. Brentford in ninth on 38 points. With two games in hand on Fulham, this is sounding a bit complicated, but this is this is the top four <laughs> race all over. Um, and then, of course, the the biggest team of, of the lot, Chelsea, are still in tenth position. Um, and you've also got Villa in eleventh. So, Fulham, Brentford, Chelsea, Villa. Where do you guys stand on them? Can these teams somehow sneak back into the top four race against the odds? I can do this is be quite quick. Absolutely not. The only the only team that are capable of being in getting in the Champions League next season is Chelsea, and that's by winning the Champions League. <laughs> they don't, are, don't rule it off. Don't 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 rule it got, off. What? So you you're what eleven points behind Spurs turns into eight if you win your game in hand. It's just too much. You need you need to go on a run of winning pretty much all your games and then you need them to mess up a bit too much I think I think you're out of it to be honest 
Fulham, Fulham, obviously, like you say, they're matching points already, uh, matching games, sorry. Fulham will, I think, slightly wilter away, but what a season they've had. We, I had, I think I had them staying up by one, one place. Like I had them that low down. I think a lot of people did to be where they are. Absolutely comfortable, not in the relegation battle. Brilliant season for them. Brentford, once again, they've been very exciting. They've, they're slowly, slowly sort of like withering down a bit, but once again, they've had a great season to be mid-table, comfortably mid-table, big wins against City at City, the 4-0 to United, the sort of drawing against Arsenal away, which most teams are taking a nil every time they go to Emirates. They've had a great season as well, but they're not they're not getting in, they're not doing the top four. And Aston Villa, they're way too inconsistent. Um they just need I think they're just wait for the they're happy to wait for the summer and then build on that. But Chelsea have the most chance out of them teams, but I think it's way too late to start hitting your form and that form then will have to be perfect. And I don't see that happening. Reese, what yeah. about you? Yeah, it's interesting. Villa, they won't get top four under you and I, Emery. It's as simple as that. Next season, maybe top seven, but not top four. Uh, Fulham are on the beach, to be perfectly honest with you. They've achieved more than they thought they were going to. I think I think they're done. Um, Brentford, I think, will try and go for seventh. I think they will. They probably might fall short, but again, I think they'll be on the beach in the next couple of weeks. Um, and yeah, I, the one I mentioned earlier, who I said I was going to touch upon, was Chelsea. I do think it will take a lot, a lot of luck to go in your favour. But I said last week, I think you might have just clicked at the right time, which is a good thing, because if everyone else is being inconsistent, you've suddenly turned consistent. That's probably a good thing. Your fixtures can be hit and miss, you know. You've got Everton, Villa at home, Liverpool at home, Wolves away, Brighton at home, you know, but there's home fixtures in there that should all be winnable, you know, or ambitious to be winnable. Wolves, you know, should go for them. Man United is probably the big one there on the on the 22nd of April. That's probably the toughest, but you're going to have to rely on everyone else to slip up, and that means having, say, Liverpool to slip up along the way quite a bit. You can get there, but I think you could at least sneak into the top six, which I think you would take, bearing in mind how the season has gone. Yeah, I think I think fair points from you both. I, I, I agree definitely on Fulham as a starting point. I think incredible season. The fact they're 12 points above 12th place is absolutely insane. Like, they're so comfortable, it's actually a joke. Um I think I did actually. We'll, we'll, we'll save the episode of revisiting our predictions for the end of the season, but I did. I did back Fulham do well, but definitely not. Definitely never eighth position. Um, so they have done some serious, serious work there. Uh, credit to Marco Silva as well. Um, Brentford again. It, it's it's just a weird one because I'm pretty sure a lot of people had Brentford down for relegation, and yet here they are, ninth position, great form. You know, things go, obviously, they've got the Tony band coming up in a, in probably April. But apart from that, they're looking good. And again, e- even if they do dip down into 10th, 11th, whatever, they are having a great season. And again, the fact they're, you know, 11 points clear of 12th is just crazy. 
crazy and and but Reese, you're probably right you know we we love the term on the beach obviously towards the end of the season I, I do think in those teams have they got the 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 minerals to sustain a, you know a european race probably not at this stage where i give brentford their dues though is i know i said on the beach but i think that is a bit harsh they are a very professional bunch if you look at how they went to everton last year there was no pressure on them everton needed everything to get a win and brentford went and beat them yeah you know quite comfortably they're a team i think i think they have a better mentality than the, the likes of villa and the likes of fulham etc so i don't think they can be ruled out but yeah. And I guess moving down to the last two, you know, I'll touch on Villa first. Again, I just think Villa have had such a strange season. Obviously, the change of manager, the horrible form, the sort of turnaround under Emery. Again, I, I think you're right. They'll they'll just be looking for the summer, get this season done, get it out of the way. And as I said, eight points clear of 12th. Again, they're in a comfortable position. They can probably put their feet up to some degree. I know, as we said, you know, maybe professionals don't do that. But I think they're in a good place to rebuild in the summer. We've seen they can go into the transfer market with, with a budget. Um, so I think for them, fans will be chilling and, and fairly comfortable. Um, to touch on Chelsea, I, I agree. I mean, again, the swings and roundabouts of this season emotionally alone have been absolutely wild. Um, and if you ask me after the Spurs game, you know, I, I think Chelsea fans probably hit rock bottom in, in that moment. I think 95% of the fan base obviously wanted Potter out. Um, and three games later, the whole narrative's changed. You know, we said we said on the podcast, football changes so quickly. Narratives change overnight like that with a few wins and, and suddenly we're looking like a good team again. So I'll, I'll be optimistic. You know, I, I, I think, well, th this weekend, you know, <laughs> I said on the group earlier, jokingly, you know, Brentford drop points, Fulham drop points, Brighton drop points, Liverpool drop points. And they're all the teams around us. So although although to get even in, in the European conversation, we're going to have to have all these, these teams drop points, it's absolutely possible because it's just happened this weekend that three or four teams in that race can drop points. So if you're capable, as I said, maybe we will, maybe we won't. We've got the quality, we've got the squad to go and beat Everton, Villa, United, you know, even Liverpool at home. So if we can somehow find a United level run, which again, unlikely, but you never know, I think we might make a bit of a late rally. But it, you're probably right, Jamie, our be better chance of getting Champions League is, is winning it. Um, we'll save our Champions League episode to next week, but I wouldn't rule it out is all I'm going to say. Um so I guess that that pretty much wraps us up. Any final comments, guys? Anything we've not said about who could maybe nick a spot? Well, I think we should give our predictions on who we think will get the top four yes, then. Yes, let's finish with that. Um, um, go on, you start, you start. I'll start since I mentioned it. So City, Arsenal, we'll go with whatever order. I hope City top, but Reese will disagree. Um, third, I'm going United. I think they're going to be comfortable. And fourth, I'm struggling, but I'm just, even though I was critical of them saying they're not the same team, I think they just will when it'll be Liverpool getting fourth. And I think Spurs will be fifth, just missing out. Yeah, I think if we're listening out top four, I do think City is still going to win it. That's never changed my mind. 
Arsenal second, United third. Um, and I think Liverpool will get it because I think they're capable of winning them tough fixtures. But of course, if Chelsea go to in the Champions League, it all means nothing really, doesn't it? No, they both honest. they both get it. If, They'll if both they, get it. Oh, they never used to do that. So. It's, yeah, they've tra- they changed it, but still, still uh, matters coming top so four. The, I suppose in some ways then, yeah, the pressure's not on for Chelsea to win it in that case. But yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll disagree. I mean, I can't I can't believe I'm actually saying this, but I'm going to go the the top three in, in the current order. So I think Arsenal, again, can't believe I'm saying it. Arsenal are going to win the league. Um, City will come runners up. I still do think, despite everything I said about United, I still do think they'll get third and they'll turn it around even without, without Casemiro. But for fourth spot, Reese, I think we agree on that. I, I am going to go Liverpool. For the reasons I've said, Spurs, Newcastle, losing form. Liverpool, although they lost to Bournemouth, any team capable of beating Man United in that form 7-0 has got it in them. They've done it before. They've done it in recent years. They've got the manager. Um, so I think Liverpool are going to turn it around and end up in there. And then hopefully we'll win the Champions League and it'll be five five English teams. <laughs> Well, there you have it. That wraps us up for another episode. As always, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, let us know your thoughts in the comments. But as always, like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.